Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Solar power is growing in popularity around the world with huge solar farms springing up all over the place. Obviously, solar panels need as much sunlight as possible, but this also means that they heat up, which limits their efficiency at converting sunlight into electricity. This conundrum may now be solved, though, thanks to a clever coating designed by Asworth Rahman and his colleagues at Stanford University. What we've done is create essentially an overlay, a top layer, uh, that can go on top of the solar cell uh, that does two things. First, it lets through as much sunlight as you would normally have uh, go into a solar cell. So you obviously can't reduce that because that would reduce the amount of power the solar cell could, uh, could generate. And then second, if you looked at this uh, overlay, this surface, uh, in the infrared, so for example using night vision goggles or a thermal infrared camera, you would see that it looks black which is to say that it's a nearly perfect uh, emitter of what's called thermal radiation. And this is the, the, the heat that we all send out to each other constantly, all objects send out to each other that corresponds to your temperature. Once you have these two things, uh, you basically have something that allows you to make use of sunlight but maximally send out heat to the sky and therefore to space. What is this film made of? So this film is made of silicon dioxide, which is the main component in glass. Um, That's perhaps unsurprising because uh, glass is what's put on top of most solar modules to protect the the underlying solar cell. But what's different is that we've actually put in a pattern into the glass. Patterns that are uh, six microns uh, apart and about 10 microns deep. And so a micron is about a millionth of a meter, so it's quite small. What they effectively do is create a uh, gradual change of the refractive index uh, between the glass and the air, specifically at those infrared wavelengths where um, the glass and all objects um, at Typical Earth temperatures are actually sending out their heat in the form of thermal radiation. So they're kind of acting like a a little radiator for the infrared. That's correct. Uh, It's basically something that is uh, extremely good at sending out its heat, like a lot of objects out there, but it's also transparent to visible light that is a key part of sunlight, which powers our solar cells. How expensive might it be to, to develop these kind of coatings for solar panels? They are uh, expensive at small scales. However, there are techniques to really be able to do this in a very cost-effective way at large scales. And it's really the product of the last couple of decades of progress in nanotechnology in general. More encouragingly, I think the underlying concept here can be achieved by, we think, a different set of potential tools, including um, multi-layer films, uh, which are nowadays deposited at enormous scales at extremely low cost. So there are definitely opportunities to do this in a cost-effective way. What 
kind of benefits could this actually bring? How much could it increase the efficiency of a solar cell? In practice, uh, in the field, uh, what we think is we should be able to get uh, anywhere from you know a half a percent to a percent increase in the absolute uh, power conversion efficiency of a solar cell. So what that means is maybe a, a typical solar cell that's out in the field is about maybe 20, 21 percent uh, efficient and converting sunlight into electricity. This would give it a boost up to 21.5 or 22 percent. Now, that may seem like a small number, but if you multiply that by the amount of energy that's out there, it's actually enormous and it's additive to any other efficiency improvements you can put into the cell. So if you're thinking about, say, a huge solar farm in the desert, this could potentially make a really big difference. That's correct. So in solar farms in the desert, the operating temperature of a cell might be extremely high. It might be 60 or 70 Celsius or even higher. And there they do really take a hit and a penalty from operating at such high temperatures. But of course, those are regions where the sun is high in the sky and they're uh, throughout the year. So they're also where you probably get the best return for your money um, for putting a solar cell out there. Aswath Rahman from Stanford University. And that work was published in the journal PNAS. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 